What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode. It's your host Ty and I'm here with a special guest who has been on before, my husband. Shall I say my name? Do they know, they know my name? Oh well, um, TJ or Tyshawn? I'll go Tyshawn. <laughs> Tyshawn Cobbs. There we go. I'm a little nervous now. It's been a couple seasons since I've... Woo! Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that was a year ago. Yeah. Only a year? I feel like I've been gone for like three. I know the people miss me, though. The people miss me. They did. They requested you come back after you got banned last Mm. time. Mm. Okay. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready to give them what they want. Okay. Well, our topic for today is growing up in church. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. But before... We get into the topic. We actually have a segment. It's our happy thought segment. And what would you say is making you happy right now? Um, let me see. So I give you a list of things or just one thing? Yeah, whatever, whatever. Okay, let me see. Well, got to go with my beautiful wife. I got shout out to her. So beautiful. Uh, My son, Jackson, he's getting so big, just turned two. And to finally be back in the swing of things with work and coaching basketball. That's, uh, you know. You know, I love to coach basketball and I love to be around basketball. So I'm I'm in a pretty good spot right now. I'm mm-hmm. I'm really happy. Yeah. That's it. And uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you about this because originally our episode was going to be on parenting, and then yeah, we I changed that um, because you said recently that you were happy for the first time in a very long time. And you just said it just now. So I wanted to allow you to share your story about your relationship with God, how you grew up in the church, and then how your relationship has kind of manifested now. Because I think a lot of people can connect to your story and learn a lot from this journey that you've been on. So can you tell our listeners a little more about your faith journey and how it started? Okay, so my faith journey started from day one. My mom went in labor with me in church. So uh, I was pretty much born in church. I was born in, you know, that lifestyle. So from day one, I went to church every Sunday, uh, sometimes Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I pretty, I, I grew up in church uh, to the point where as I started to get older, like once I started to get like fifth, sixth, seventh grade and kind of like make my own decisions, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really like going to church anymore. You know, I didn't really like uh, being forced to go Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, mm-hmm. It was kind of like, you know, I wanted to do my own thing. But I mean, when I went to church, I loved it. I, I'm telling you, I could I could recite every book in the Old Testament. Like I remember them like really, really well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I did plays. I sung in a choir. I played the drums. So I was uh, I was pretty involved in church. But yeah, as I got older, I kind of to I kind of started to fall out of love with it just because 
I don't know if it was my church was old school, but man, it has so many rules and so many like. Yeah, that's another question I had. So what changed? started to happen from when you were younger and then like once you got older? Well, the people uh, and the church, I know it's a stereotype that like Christians are judgmental, but like I think I live through like they are like I got my ears pierced. You know, they look down on me because I got my ears pierced. Uh, I started to get tattoos. They didn't like that. Uh, they used to make up rumors about me with, like, other little girls in the church. Like, you know, I would kiss them outside the church and do all these weird things that I wasn't doing. I was just, you know, uh, I had one where I emailed her daughter. Um, hello? Oh, yeah. I emailed her daughter, and which... That wasn't true, but uh, I didn't even know what an email was at the time. I was like fifth grade, but yeah, I mean, that's where it kind of started to change for, for me, where I'm like, I didn't like going to church. Like, even when I would like stand in church and hold hands for prayer, I was holding hands because I liked the girl, even though I was just holding hands because that's what you're supposed to do when you pray. Uh, so yeah, I just started to fall out of love with it then, and um the people I grew up with in church started to leave as well. So it's kind of like I was like one of the last ones to actually like leave like my home church and not go back. And yeah, that's that's where it kind of started to change for me. Hmm, okay. And then so like how you said people start to get super judgmental. I feel like that's something that a lot of people deal with, especially if it's a church that they like grew up in when they started off as like a little kid because I've heard stories about other people who said the same thing. People started to make up stories about them too. So um can you tell me about a huge mistake that you made that kind of allowed you to really see after you stopped going to church that you needed God in your life? A huge mistake that I made. Honestly, I think a huge mistake that I made was uh, not working on my mental health uh, when I needed to. You know, not 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 doing my homework and not. Uh, not getting the help that I needed because by me not, you know, doing my, you know, doing what I had to do for my mental health mm-hmm. kind of started a trickle down effect for me doing other things, which I'm not going to make an excuse for, but I started to do other things that was out of character mm-hmm. because, uh, because of my mental health really. And, you know, just when this pandemic started, I, I was like, you know, spiraling out of control a little bit. And I finally texted my therapist and, you know, told her that I needed to talk to her. And that was kind of my moment of God was talking to me and saying, all right, enough is enough. Either you're going to go get help or you're going to come see me sooner than you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like I was right, I was that far deep into spiraling out of control that uh, he kind of like told me, like, you make the decision. And mm-hmm. luckily I picked a good one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, I'm happy you did what you needed to do. Yeah. And is there a time in your life? Well, okay. Um, so I don't want to skip over that part. So you said you felt like you. It was when you realized you needed to like check on your mental health. 
So for somebody who feels like um, they might have left the church because of the effects that it had on their mental health, what's the advice you would give to them? Uh, so advice I give somebody that left the church because of their mental health? Yeah, uh, how it was affecting their mental health. I tell them, you know, leave, don't stick around like I did. Like I stuck around. And, you know, pretty much did more damage than I did good, uh, kind of being in an environment that I didn't want to be in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, once you're of age, you have a decision. You like, you don't have to go to the church that you were raised in, you know, like. Yeah. And I think for me was I had like I had been there so long, like everything that I was taught and was like, you know, everything that was ingrained in me was kind of hard for me to like go to other churches and stuff because then I'm looking at other people like uh, you're not supposed to do that and it kind of made me one of those judgmental people so my advice to them would be just you know just because your parents go to that church doesn't mean that you have to go to that church you know what I'm saying just because your parents may want you to go to church with them as a family if you're not receiving what you need to receive uh it's okay to you know do your own thing and uh, that's what I wish I would have done instead of stop going to church altogether. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I like that because um, we don't really get taught a lot that we need to feel spiritually fulfilled no matter what church we are at. Like, we shouldn't just be there. We should be seeking God's presence in that church. And if it's not like we're not getting those good feelings and feeling spiritually fulfilled, it's like, how can we continue to be there and it's not you know helping us in the way that God needs it to help us so that was a good one I told you I'm I'm good at this I'm good at this (laughs) Um, okay our next question is is there a time in your life where you had no idea what you were doing oh yeah Uh, I still sometimes feel like I don't know what I'm doing but uh, I want to say from when I graduated college up until I was recently, I just had no clue what my purpose was, what what I wanted to do, what I should be doing. Uh, so that was a really hard time for me uh, doing that little three, four year stretch. I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so what advice would you give to your younger self now? Uh, I would say be patient and enjoy the moments and the small victories that you have. Uh, I sometimes get caught up in looking at the big picture. Like I'm the type of person that uh, I see the finished product before most people. Like I, I envision like, you know, big house, backyard, four kids, two dogs, eight cars, all that's Like I envision the big picture and I don't really enjoy the small steps that I have to take to, you know, to get to uh, the big picture. I always just be like, man, I'm so far away and I'm mm-hmm. trying to rush all the small steps. And sometimes I miss a step and then it set me back. So uh, what I would tell my younger self is, yeah, enjoy the moment, be patient and, you know, don't rush life because mm-hmm. it's not, it's not really on our times as whenever God wants you to have whatever it is that you want. So um, yeah, that's the advice I'll give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that you said that because you always be rushing. I know. I know. 
reach one goal, already on to the next one. You're not not even enjoying those. It's, it's, it's kind of a good thing, though. It's like I'm never, never satisfied with just being complacent. Like I'm always, you know, I just want to be better than, you know, but better you than enjoy what? Enjoy where you are, where you have gotten, what you have achieved. No, and, and I'm starting to do that a little bit more. I'm starting to do that a little bit more. Like I'm enjoying, you know, where I'm at right now. Like I, I'm enjoying life right now. So I'm not really looking at where I am, kind of. But I'm not really like, <laughs> I'm not forcing the issue on some things that I kind of want to happen. I'm just gonna let it play out, and mm-hmm. you know, when the time is right. The time is right. Sometimes I forget that I'm not, you know, 45. You know, I'm yeah. just turned 27. So I'm not, not really that old. So I got to slow down sometimes. Yep. Okay. For our next question, what advice would you give to your younger self about church, your relationship with the church and your faith? This is tough. Um, I think I think I would give the advice of don't let the people in the church, don't let the people in the church uh, influence your relationship with God. Like because of how, you know, they treated me, because of how they, you know, acted towards me, I kind of pulled myself away from like church, God. I started to even like, is God even real? Like, why am I even watching church? Why do I have to go to church? And all these different things just based on like my relationship with uh, people that was inside the church that I was at. And uh, I started to look at everybody that was like, you know, in church or, you know, had a relationship with God. I started to look at them all like, you know, either phonies or fakes or, you know what I'm saying? Like just because at my church, I, I would see, you know, you know, on social media or whatever it was, like people would be out. Even in my own household, I see people, you know, doing things that they say were not like you weren't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And then they'll stand up in the choir and sing on Sunday, or they'll come in like just be praising God on Sunday. And I'm just sitting there looking like, hey, you just you just on Facebook like <laughs> at at the club, or like you was drinking, or you was like smoking. Like I'm like confused. So. You know, I I think, you know, I would tell myself, like, don't uh, don't let other people influence your relationship with God because their relationship with God and my relationship with God is different. That's what I've learned recently. Of, like, I can't really base my relationship off of what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. uh, because that has nothing to do with me. As long as I'm solid with him, that's all that matters. Uh, so, yeah. Was it what was the second part of it? Um, it was basically just uh, your younger self and your relationship with the church and your faith. Oh, and well, with my faith, I would, uh, I would probably tell them, seek what you need for yourself. Like, like I wasn't really receiving anything at that church. Like, I wasn't really, when the preacher came up, and he was my god-grandfather, I guess. Not many people have those, but... Uh, <laughs> When he would come up to preach, I would just text on my phone. Like, I didn't really, I didn't really care. Like, it wasn't really like he was speaking to me. Like, I didn't really, you know, so I think, you know, for my younger self, like, I wish that I would have, you know, found a pastor or somebody that could talk directly to me so I can, like, receive what I needed to receive. But I didn't. So I'd probably be, you know, for my faith. I think that's what made me question a lot of things because I never really, I didn't really learn anything. I didn't. I didn't pay attention. So, 
Okay. And then you did mention just like seeing things on social media. So how do you think social media really affects what we believe about God and our relationship with him? I think it affects it a lot. Uh, I just saw something on social media. I was talking to you yesterday, like, can you believe in God and our religion? And Mm -hmm. like, I don't think people realize how powerful, like, just you putting those words out there could be like anything you put on social media can, you know, persuade someone else to think whatever it is that you think like with Jax, he doesn't know anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if he grew up and I tell him, Hey, you don't believe in God, he's probably going to grow up to, you know, not believe in God. And I feel like that's the same thing with social media is like, you know, once you, somebody puts something out there and, you know, you're reading the comments and it's kind of like your opinion is kind of like, Oh yeah, I agree with that. Or no, I don't agree with that. And, uh, I know for me, I try to like stay away from like political things. And, you know, when people are talking about God and, you know, church on social media, because I don't want my opinion to be, you know, persuaded just because of like, you know, I might agree with just that one statement. But I think social media is powerful. Um, yeah. It's kind of like a gift and a curse. Like it's a gift that you can connect with your friends and people can show their great creativity and all that. But, you know, at the same time, it can do a lot of it can do a lot of damage as far as uh, you know what people put out there. Yeah, especially I mean, because some things, like you said, people they learn about certain things for the first time, and it's like if you never heard about this before, you didn't know about it until now, and like they just told you something that wasn't true, and now you believe it. Yeah. So yeah, so that. Is it for those questions that I have for you? Now we are moving on to our Q&A segment where some guests submitted some questions to both of us. Um, and I'm going to let you answer them first. Before, okay. I mean, if you want to pass, I can just answer it. So for okay. our first Q&A question, why should somebody start believing in God? I don't know. I, I mean, it's tough. Like, I'm going to be honest. I'm still in the phases of, like, sh- like strengthening my faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you should believe in God because he's real. I mean, I've had, I, like, I've had situations and opportunities uh, and I don't, I don't know how I've gotten out of them. I don't know how, you know, things happened the way they did, but they just randomly happened for me and they all, you know, it's kind of like I wouldn't be, I don't know how I'm, where I'm in right now uh, without, you know, having to, you know, tip my hat in respect to God because I know he's, uh, he's been looking out for me on this journey, even though I don't really notice it all the time in that moment. But then when you sit back and reflect, you're like, man, I don't know how that happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you? Well, so I said the whole point of life is basically to fulfill the purpose that God created us for. So there's like no other purpose in life. And then it's like once you really evaluate like a point in your life where you had no relationship with God, how was your life? It was probably chaotic. You were unsatisfied, unhappy, miserable, holding grudges, just like not a good person. And like... I've never talked to anybody who said they didn't have a relationship with God and their life was going amazing. 
So, I mean, maybe there's people out there, but yeah, I mean, that's the whole point of life. So that's why you should believe in him because he created you for a purpose. And our next question is, what benefits can someone get from going to a church where they feel spiritually full when they leave? Uh, I mean, I can't really speak too much on that because I've it's been it's had, hasn't been too many times where I felt that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I guess you know, I don't know. It's tough. I don't, I don't know because I I haven't really felt I've I've never felt like I was spiritually full leaving a church service. So mm-hmm. I don't think I can really uh, talk on. I don't want to give out no uh, bad advice or bad information. <laughs> so. Uh, well, I wanted to still ask you. At least you gave your honest opinion. Yeah, I tried to answer. You see, I tried, and then it was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, nothing was coming. <laughs> so for me, um, I recently, well, we didn't get to go that often because of Corona, but this year we started going to a new church, and I thought I used to feel pretty fulfilled when I left, and I, I really felt like renewed is one of the things that I would feel after leaving, like, um, like I just got a fresh start to be an even better person once leaving. Um, basically, it presented opportunities where we could network with people that had similar beliefs. We actually saw somebody that went to TJ's old church there, and it was so crazy because she we just ended up sitting right next to her. Um, it allows me personally to grow closer to God through what the pastor is teaching. And I can, I take words from what the pastor is saying for my personal relationship with God to apply to my everyday life. So for me, that is my reasoning. You might have a different reasoning. It probably won't be the same um, for anybody else, but yeah. You have to find what you need for your relationship with God because we all have our own relationships. So you have to figure out what's, what works for you. And our next question is, what have you learned about religion from church? And that kind of goes back to your other question. Uh, your other segment. I mean, what I learned from religion is, I, know, I, was, I, was, I think I was taught a lot of wrong things. Uh, like, um, I feel like my church was so old school. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they said like, like women couldn't wear pants to church. And I'm, you know, I'm like, they said that in the Bible? Like, like I don't know. But I, I don't think God said, <laughs> you can't wear, if you're a woman, you can't wear pants to church. And uh, I don't know. I just think like my whole view on religion at this moment right now is a little bit like, off because of what, you know, for 17, 18 years, I was taught, you know, I feel like the wrong stuff and they put an emphasis on like the wrong things. Like they really like, like looked at women differently if they came in with pants. Like mm-hmm. I thought it said like, come as you are. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, my view on religion is a little bit uh, messed up, which is why I think I'm one of those people that, you know, I believe in God, but not so much religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm still trying to figure out what that actually means to me, but uh, I think I'm one of those people that are, you know, religion is just so, you know, broad, like it's taught differently, you know, so I, I don't know, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, I feel like I was babbling. Answer that one too. Uh, I said religion is easy to get caught up in, and then a relationship with God is like forever. So you can get caught up in religion and get caught up in doing the things that people, religious people do, like going to church, like volunteering at the church and just like do like this routine of just doing all these things that you just do because of your religion, but you forget about like the forever relationship with God. You don't really care about your character. Um, the character that God wants you to have, the character that Jesus had. And yeah, I just think it's easy to get caught up in religion or looking like what a Christian should be. Yeah, I agree. And then, okay, so for you, what's the main message to take away from the Bible? What do you think? Because you know, you know a lot of things. The main message to take away from the Bible? Mm-hmm. The main. <sighs> I don't know. I got to think about it. Uh, you go first. I don't, I don't really. I said, uh, I, for, for me, I didn't really read the Bible a lot when I was younger. But now that I'm older, I feel like the Bible showed me who Jesus was. And then, like, how he treated people, regardless of how they treated him. He, like, who he was just shows who we need to be. Like, regardless of how people treat us, being able to still be who God needs us to be. And, um, like, all the things that he did for people and just continuing to walk in purpose. Yeah. Oh, no, I... I want to say it's kind of like the Bible is kind of like a blueprint to life and kind of like what you said with, uh, you know, how he treated people and how he forgave people that were wrong to him and, you know, how he went out his way to, you know, do all these, you know, different things for people that didn't deserve it or, you know, all those things. And I feel like it's kind of like the blueprint of like, you know, how we, how we're living right now. Like we have people that don't deserve things in our lives that we go out our way for. We have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have to forgive people. And so I feel like, you know, every, you know, Trevor and I were reading you know, the Bible and, and it's like different stories in the Bible. It's like, it's like a soap opera. Like it's different. Like it's really good. I like it too. Uh, and I never really read the Bible like that, but as I read it, it's like, man, there's so many stories that you can kind of relate to like right now. Uh, and it's like everything that's happening right now is kind of like already happened. Like mm-hmm. it's like, it's not something that we've seen before. Like it's legit happened already and it's in the Bible, but because nobody really reads the Bible because nobody like really relates it to like modern yeah, like, times. Mm-hmm. It's like, it was people back in the day cheating on people and then setting them up. It was all that type of stuff in the Bible too, back in the day, just like it is right now in today's world. So I think it's a blueprint. I think it's a blueprint. If you, if you read it and you follow it the right way, mm-hmm. I think it'll do great things and uh, leads you to, leads you to wherever you want to go. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's what I think. And I'm sorry, I'm trying not to say like, <laughs> But I just said it again. (laughs) I'm trying. And then how do you know God is answering your prayers? 
So the thing I have with the, the problem I have, not a problem. So God and I have a relationship where he, every time I pray, he never answers me like when I, when I need it. So like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, God, man, I need this $500 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? And he won't give it. And tomorrow will come and it's not the, but then sometime in March, it'll just be like a random $500. It just, you know, <laughs> just pop up like extra if I like, where I get this from? And I forget I even, I even prayed for it, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just crazy how, uh, crazy how he works. It's, you know, my grandma used to say, uh, he may not be there when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. I, mm-hmm. I think it's a song. Whatever. She used to always say that to me. And, and like, now that I'm older, uh, I really realize, like, he's never going to be there when I want him to be there. He's going to be there when I need him to be there. So uh, I think I'm starting to learn to pray for uh, for what I need, not more, not so much as what I want. So, like, I want $500, $500, you know what I'm saying? But what I need is for you to help me practice patience, uh, practice um, working on my mental health. Like, I need those things. Like, I don't, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so I think that's where I'm at. Okay, okay. And I said, uh, I write my prayers down so that I can reflect on where I was and where I'm going. So that is kind of how I answered that one. And then um, combining like the last one and this one together is a lot, like a huge reason for why I even started the podcast, like being able to allow people to see like now how we can look back and see who Jesus was like when we journal and we write everything out, it allows us to be able to see for people that come after us, even if you like never give your journals to anybody, but it's there to show like, this is what I've been through. This is like a documentation of how God literally has saved me, has kept me, has like granted me all the things that he really had for me. And that is like just super important right now because we have just like so much going on with Corona and like the suicide rates and like all these rates just going up. So if we had something to reflect back on, like how we have the Bible and how we can pray and literally see God answer our prayers and change us and other people able to see that too. It's like the whole reason why we even have this podcast. And so if you are not journaling, you need to start journaling and you also need to subscribe to our daily journal assignments. Since I'm talking about this, I'm just going to throw that in there. Okay. Uh, (laughs) That was, that was, that was pretty good. So like you're like your own commercial. Mm-hmm. Oh no, advertisement. But I no, was commercial. Really, I was serious. So. Oh wait, you were talking to me? No, I was serious. I mean, you too. Yeah, if you want to, but I was serious. Oh, he was talking to the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Gotcha. That was good. That was good. Yeah, I'm happy you like that one. <laughs> <laughs> How the? Oh, our next question is. How many questions we got? See, then this is why you got kicked off last. Oh. Oh, my fault. Because you just impatient. I'm saying like my phone just popped up 10, 10% uh, oh, about 20 minutes ago. So I'm just, you know. Okay, well, our, our last question is <laughs> how can I renew my faith without learning the hard way? 
And I'm going to go ahead and answer this because this is a question that we have gotten a few different times. And uh, we always in life try to figure out how to do things and how to do them like an easy way. But sometimes in life, there are some things that we can't just always do the easy way. Sometimes we have to kind of struggle and go through it because there's something that God might be trying to teach us and something that he probably needs us to see that we might not be able to see if we never had to fall on hard times or go through the struggle. So sometimes if you're going through a hard time, you have to just trust that like God got you and he will allow you to come out of it and be stronger and be a better person. So sometimes you got to just weather the storm and not always expect everything to be easy because that's not life. And you won't learn anything if you always expect everything to be handed to you and to be easy and to not to always just be comfortable because that's just not life. It's not reality. Some things are going to be hard on purpose. I don't. I don't know how you think I'm going to follow up with that answer. Um, pretty I, much. I wasn't expecting you to answer. Oh, okay, you know good. Because, I mean, no, because you pretty much, I mean, I don't know how you can answer it any better than that. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave you to that one. Uh, okay, well, that. <laughs> That's it? That's it. Oh man! About to die. Okay. I know. I I gotta be better prepared. You are banned again. <laughs> see y'all season. See y'all season ten. Ten. Yep. Uh, but no. On a serious note. On a serious note, I gotta give you. A, share. Oh. Yeah, I gotta. Can I give you some props, man? I gotta give you some props. I mm-hmm. I really uh admire how you started this podcast and. Mm-hmm where you are right now with it and you know how many people you're touching how many people are listening and uh, I think you're doing a great job and I want you to keep up the good work and you know I might joke and play all the time but I'm really proud of you you know doing your thing yep yeah you have to listen to the other episode where I talked about you I don't know I think you'd be bashing me sometimes I don't know You'll never know because you have ever seen. I'll check it out. What's, which one was this? Mm, I can't tell you that. It was from this season, though. Why you can't tell me? Because you'll have to go listen to all of them. <sighs> of course. Well, see you guys season 10. <laughs> Uh, if you think you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, I want you to go ahead and share it with them. And also, please leave us a review if any of the episodes from this season or any previous season has touched you. I want you to leave us a review. And, and if you don't think I should be banned, let her know that because I think I should come back for another another episode sooner than season 10, you know, but I leave that to the people. All righty. Well, I will talk to you all <laughs> next week. Bye.